0: On this episode, I go into how I started the sales and marketing journey for Attica. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode nine of Arv's Notes. My name is Arvind, and this is my personal vlog and podcast. So today's episode is going to touch on uh, one of the most important parts of Attica, and that is sales and marketing. You know, sales... Without it, you're actually not a business. You got no revenue, and so incredibly important. Um, and this is going to be split into two episodes. Uh, today's one, I'm going to go into the marketing efforts that I've done with Attica, some learnings that I've gotten out of it, uh, and on episode ten, go into the sales uh, and how I landed and landed my first customer, and how I'm approaching getting you know number two, three, four, and five in this early stage of my startup. Uh, but before i go into that i want to quickly touch on what my personal definitions of sales and marketing actually is and, and the reason why i do that is because when you have discussions with so many people i think everybody has their own definition of what that is uh, and more commonly uh, have their own um, viewpoint as to where the boundary between uh, marketing ends and sales begins and um, and it's usually a point of contention when you go into large corporates as to who, ha- who should have the influence or the final say on different sales and marketing activities. Uh, but for me, you know, marketing is the very start of a process of engagement with the market or the end customer. And sales is the second element or the, or the last part of the process, which is all about closing that customer and being able to get them to procure or purchase your product or service. Um, Marketing for me is all about the introduction of the brand and product and educating the market as to what, who you are and uh, why they should choose you. Um, Effectively warming up the market, warming up these leads to make them a bit more comfortable or aware of who you are. And then sales is about then creating a personal interaction with that end prospect and taking it from that warm lead now all the way through to the close or or the purchase. Now there may be people that disagree with me and and really, really uh, interested to see where your definitions lie, Uh, but that's just for me personally. And the great thing about being in startup land, uh, it actually doesn't matter where those boundaries fit at the moment is because um, I'm doing all of it anyway. So uh, yeah, that's obviously a breath of fresh air when you come out of corporate and you have all these boundaries. So today, I really want to touch into the marketing element of it. So when I came to think about, okay, how do I launch this brand to market? How do I start educating the market about this fundamentally new business model that Attica was bringing out in the consulting and advisory space? Now, a couple of things were running through my mind. Um, Firstly, there were the short-term economics, i.e. I needed to get revenue really, really quickly. But two, uh, I also realized that because this is a fundamentally new concept to so many organizations, there was going to be a lot of education I had to do for the market, um, which meant that this sales process is wasn't going to be you know one two three months. It was probably going to be six to twelve months. It's uh, to get the my audience or my market warmed up to the idea and comfortable with the fact that you know Attica is the right company for them uh, and the model fit them. And so I had two effectively competing priorities. I had the short-term sales. I needed to get there. I needed to invest time. But I had I re- made the realization that this was actually going to be a long-term burn. Um, and I needed to produce a lot of content. Um, and consistently to be able to be in front of that market, educating them and warming them up. So that in 6 to 12 months, when I look to expand, they were ready for me to really pitch them properly. Um, and so when I came around where I was going to put my marketing dollars, um, it boiled down to those two priorities and how do I balance that. The second piece was I was actually then, I'm not a marketer, I'm a sales guy predominantly. um, And so I was watching a lot of YouTube, a lot of reading a lot of articles around what marketing today looks like. um, And the rhetoric was all you know, you have to be promoting your product or service, educating them. You know, you need to have about eight different touch points with the customer in order to get them comfortable with the brand, um, and you have to do it across multiple channels. Right? It's not just about the cold calling; it's not just about email. But now you have to start thinking about and even Google AdWords um, to get it out there, so that you are in front of that customer as and when they're searching for a product or service like yours. Obviously, the big ones being around social, being around YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Um, and a lot of the people that I, was, I, was, I have been listening to uh, were talking very much to the Facebook and Instagram are the biggest steals at the, market, at the moment in terms of the cost per clicks or the cost of acquisition or the cost of being able to put that message in front of your own customer and the ability to actually target exactly who you need. Now, I went a little blindly into this um, because I went in with the mantra that unless I try it, I'm not going to actually know whether it works or not. um, And I need to give it an actual proper go. Um, One thing that I did learn from all these videos was that on social marketing, it's uh, not going to be right the first time. You have to do a number of test, iterate, and then relaunch, test, iterate, relaunch um the term i think uh, being used is a b testing um but again it's effectively just an iterative approach to make sure that the imagery the video content the the copy or the words you're using with it in the right combination targeting the right market that resonates in just the right way that they opt for your business um so i went i went full on into pretty much all of them and uh, luckily for me, my wife being a graphic designer and advertiser was able to help tremendously on that front um, and we went uh, pretty hard onto LinkedIn and Facebook. My personal gut was saying because of the service that I was, produ- I was providing that you know LinkedIn was going to be the medium that I had to really invest in um, but I wasn't going to rule out Facebook straight away just because of my gut um, and I'd rather see the data that shows that it wasn't um, performing um, as well as LinkedIn and then I also made the decision to um, employ a telemarketing agency to do a, to do a round of cold calling with a script that I helped them write uh, in order to see you know which channel worked best for me. At this point I hadn't quite done email marketing yet because I hadn't gotten a, a database yet of, of email addresses from Uh, potential clients and that was just because I hadn't created um, on the web page an ability to capture that and then start on that process and so when I first started out I neglected this And and the reason being I knew that was going to take some time to create that list to be able to get them to opt into the service to then start that warming process and I wanted marketing channels that were going to produce sales leads very very quickly so that i could get this company up and running and make sure i could pay my bills so we went through this process and lo and behold facebook and linkedin just weren't delivering whatsoever and you know i wasn't putting a lot of money into these channels at this point in time i think we were doing about 25 dollars a day across these campaigns um there was a lot of variations in the ads while we we're getting a lot of clicks and engagement on the ads. Um, and I'm not too sure the exact numbers and I'll, I'll pull them up and I'll probably write an article, um, on LinkedIn so that you can actually view the actual stats that I got in my first round. Uh, but it, w- it wasn't great. Like even if they did click through, um, the, they would bounce off the website pretty quickly. And this is a, Another quick tip if you're starting your own business, 100% you have to install um, Google Analytics and the Facebook pixel onto your website because the data you get from it is absolutely incredible. So yeah, so our bounce rates were incredibly high um, and we, we just weren't getting through to the book a call button. And I think over the, I think I would have spent about 500, 600 bucks on Facebook marketing and LinkedIn marketing. I got one call booked in and even that one person didn't actually understand what it was that I was selling uh, and booked in for a completely different reason. And so through this campaign of marketing, I got a really big insight as to how I was positioning it to the market today and what had to change. I knew that the website had to change. I knew that people just weren't getting what I was selling. Um, And I knew that because we were getting engagement, the ads and people clicking through on the one-liner message or the succinct message, they were just getting lost and didn't realize or um, uh, realize what it was we were doing from the website. And so this led to a bit more iteration on the website. Um, But in reality, because um, of how quickly I needed the leads coming into the business uh, in order to get that cash flow happening just to keep me afloat, Um, I put that one on hold Um, and today we're actually not running any LinkedIn and Facebook ads Uh, and we're not even on Google AdWords at the moment as well because uh, when we tried that one out as well well we got a lot of click-throughs and the click-through costs were actually quite expensive we were paying between four and seven dollars per click and we got zero results um, from that as well so we knew that the content on the website what we're putting out to market just wasn't ready yet to leverage these platforms in the way that we were using it then came the telemarketing and this is where i'm going to be completely honest with you guys now i tried cold calling uh, previously in my career Um, this was in my graduate program when i was doing a rotation a small medium business unit i tried it and i absolutely hated it it was um an experience that I did not long for, but one that I was actually uh, looking at how I went in that experience at that time was really, really bad at. You know, I had so many people, so many guys on the team at the time that were, you know, relishing and loving um, that environment and were very, very successful at what they did. Um, and I just didn't have the chops for cold calling at the time. Um, this... Um, was a realization that I made, and I made the choice as well to then say, Well, I don't like it, I'm not good at it. Sure, I could try my hand at it and hope that it kind of resonates, but I knew it'd be so demoralizing, etc., and I wasn't too sure whether I had the chops to go through that um, and while still maintaining this business. So, in the first round, whether it was weakness or self awareness, I'm actually not 100% sure where it lies. Uh, I made the choice to employ a telemarketing agency to go out and do those cold calls for me. And funnily enough, um, I pumped in about 3,000 something into that. And that um, cost included the creation of the script, it included um, the procurement of a list of numbers. Um, Of contacts that fit my criteria. So we segmented the market to tackle the education and healthcare space, um, and it contained a list of 1,800 contact numbers. And in that 3,000-something, I can't exactly remember the exact figure, uh, included 40 hours worth of cold calling. So the great thing about this service was that at the end of each day, I would get a report of Um, the interaction and some of the pushbacks and some of the insights that were gained off those calls. And so I saw this as an incredible way to get data directly from my end customer or end prospects uh, mouths as to what it is I was doing, whether it was resonating, uh, whether it was hitting the mark um, to be able to iterate and change the way I delivered the service. And so, you know, I did uh, the first week uh, of calling There was about 20 hours of calling completed, and I can tell you now, the results were pretty shit. Uh, We got one prospect booked in for a call with me, Um, and even even then when I jumped on the call with that prospect, it was uh, an individual that was just interested in technology, uh, but in a satellite office of this uh, healthcare organization, just not in a position to make any sort of decision, Um, so not the greatest start. And there was just a whole bunch of pushback that you would usually get from uh, cold calling that was distilled out of that five days of calling, which was decision-maker not available, uh, not um, in a position to make a decision, or uh, we already have technology skills. And so I thought, okay, this is a bad start, but let's give it another week um, and see what happens. So week two of calling was actually a bit more fruitful. You know, They came up with um, four leads for me, uh, booked in calls. Uh, one, um, didn't, uh, pick up the phone when I uh, called at the agreed upon time. So fair enough. Uh, and one of the others was again, similar to in a similar position as the customer I had in the previous week, just not in a position to make a decision. It was a satellite office was just interested in tech, but it did lead to two prospects, two, two individuals who were in that decision-making process, but just weren't in the market to procure that skill set just yet. They understood the value of it. They understood that there would be a time in the future that it could be of value, Uh, but at this point, they just weren't ready for it. And so of this 40 hours of calling that I had, um, what I realized, uh, what I got out of it, sorry, was effectively two prospects into the pipe uh, that I would probably reach out in three to six months. Now, When I look at the money that I invested into all these activities, right, we've heard about what happened with Facebook um, and LinkedIn marketing, effectively nothing. We saw what I did with Google AdWords, effectively nothing. We saw with the telemarketing piece, um, effectively nothing as well, um, except for two prospects, right? We've invested well over $4,500 at this point and landed two prospects. you know, it was at this point in time that I realized that the way that I was going about it was completely wrong. You know, I had gone into the marketing game, um, if you want to call it a game, um, with the the expectation that I was going to land short-term revenue on a business and service that was fundamentally new to the market that no one knew about. And when I say that now, it kind of makes like... A whole bunch of sense, uh, but when you're starting out a business and you're scrambling to try and get your first bit of revenue you know it's you can often lose sight of that and effectively I want an element or uh, yeah an element of desperation kind of creeps in and so you're chasing the money uh, and not letting the object not letting you be objective about and realize that You know when you're launching a brand new concept to market and you're trying to get short-term revenue marketing as a means to get all those leads into the business and close them for something as high ticket as my offer is just not going to work and that in reality I needed to invest you know six to twelve months to create content to educate and warm up my market so that at a point in time when um, they were ready I could then position this and then close them so it's funny, uh, you know, intu- instinctively, I should have known that. Uh, in reality, I probably at some level did know that. But I think it took investing the dollars and actually seeing the result um, to really cement in my mind that I was going about it completely wrong. And that the marketing element of this business had to really focus on the education of the market and providing value to um to the to my audience so that at a point in time when they were ready for a service like this or that i reached out to them they had a level of awareness and they had a level level of comfort around the brand to then allow me to have a more robust conversation with them to then lead to a sale and so these channels obviously just did not work and so at this point i realized that you know marketing effort right now was not going to be the best Uh, investment of time and effort for me. I needed to get revenue very, very quickly. I obviously quit my job, I had zero income, and so I needed to get revenue from this business churning. Um, And so I put a lot of these activities on hold. So today, I'm not running any Facebook ads, I'm not running any Google AdWords, I'm not running any LinkedIn ads, we're not doing any telemarketing. Um, I'm going purely off uh, my network and word of mouth. And this is the channel that has definitely um, definitely produced results. And in the next episode where I go into how I've tackled the sales element of the business, um, I'll go into that method. So if you're going to take anything away from this particular episode, and this was a key learning for me, and I hope that uh, you take this one on board, regardless of what you hear from ex- marketing experts, sales experts around what you should or should not be doing, you know, around Facebook ads, LinkedIn ads, Google ads, YouTube ads, you know, direct mail, email marketing, whatever the method might be, while you may respect them and trust them, it wasn't until I actually executed and tried and failed and had a dollar figure attached to that failure that I really came to that realization that I was going about it wrong. It cleared up a level of the desperation of trying to get the revenue, um, uh, in the short term um, for me and made me realize that it was desperation uh, as to why that I thought it would work. And that self-awareness now and self-realization as to um, the mistakes that I made uh, was incredibly valuable and I have not made that mistake again. Well, not yet at least. But constantly reminding myself that of this experience will make sure that I don't make that mistake in the, in the long term and that I use the channels uh in the way that suits the business uh, long term and not just in the short term. So uh, that's it for this episode. Uh, Next episode, as I said, we'll go into some of the sales uh, elements of this, how I landed my first customer, um, and hopefully a lot of value for you there. So thank you so much for uh, taking the time to watch and listen to this and can't wait to see you guys next time.